Hey, how's it going, everybody? Welcome to the show, the Snazzy G Show, baby. Hope everyone's doing all right. Hope everyone thawed off from all that Texas snow. What was it then, man? Once in a lifetime. We'll never see it again. Enjoy it while it's here. My gosh, I saw a tweet that said, like, I'm a millennial and I've already seen enough once in a lifetime things now, okay? Can we just have a normal event happen? Like, I don't know. It's a lot's been going on, but um hey, we're still going. World's still spinning. We got to, right? Um, God, we got a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff to talk about today. I'm excited to be back though. I got a little sick, so I couldn't well not that I couldn't. I was too much of a bitch to record some episodes. But had a little midlife crisis, kind of check up to see if I'm actually going to do something with my life, you know. Like, the other couple weekends ago, I was, you know, drinking. You know, you have those those moments whenever you, you're just sitting around, everyone else is talking, you're kind of zoned out. Because, you know, you're a bunch, you're with a bunch of losers, you know. And you're like, why, why am I doing this? You know, why am I, am I doing anything with drinking tonight and... Am I moving along? Am I, you know, going up any steps? Or am I just staying on the same same damn step, you know? Or am I on a stair stepper, you know? It doesn't even stop, you know? But, you know, so I eventually was like, hey, we got to do something here. Because, you know, what you're doing is not going to get anything done. So, but we got a lot of stuff to talk about today. I'm going to start out by talking about how I played basketball the other day. I love playing basketball. I don't know if I like playing it more than I like watching it, but oh my gosh, I I love playing it. I love feeling like I'm John Stockton, the ultimate passer, you know, and I have so many turnovers. And I can't dribble, though. I can't dribble in. I can't shoot either, and I can't really pass. So I'm kind of like a body out there, you know, just like, oh, make sure don't pass that white kid, that's, that's what usually goes on, I hate it whenever we play pickup, we, like my guys, whenever I have the courage to play pickup, it's like they always bully me whenever I have the ball for like the minute that we play the entire game, they just bully me, they crowd me, and then they just instantly swipe the ball away from me, you know, and I try to look I got my teammates like, hey, help me out, give me some sympathy. And they're just like, nah, man, you're a piece of shit. Like, you ain't good at basketball. Why do you even touch the ball? Whatever, dude. So, I love playing basketball. But yesterday, we were playing with some friends. And they were all white, except for one, so I was was nervous about him. But I was like, okay, I can maybe handle everyone else, you know. Maybe I can fit in. But, uh... I was guarding the white guy. This guy was making turnaround shots like nothing. And he had that kind of shot wherever it's just like his one hand goes up in the air. It's not like a normal shot. And um, he's a little bit taller. But of course, everyone is a you know mountain to me. So I'm guarding him in the post, meaning, you know, he's got his back against my chest. You know, like it would be gay if we were grinding like that in the club, but. We're playing basketball, so that's okay. The dick to the ass thing, that's okay in basketball. Um, so I'm guarding him, and he kind of fakes out to the right 
away from the basket. I'm like, okay, no problem. I'll go there, baby. Step over a little bit, and he just quickly, it's like he glitched in real life. He instantly turns to the left, and I just find myself, both of my hands are on the ground. And then I just hear, ooh! And and that's whenever I um, got really, really embarrassed by a white guy. It was... It was pretty bad, and I and then I tried to look at my friend, who invited me to play basketball with these guys, and I was looking for you know like, hey man, you know I slipped, you know you saw that right, you saw that, and he was just like, mm, I don't know you man, I don't know you, I don't know people who fall down like that. Mm-mm. So that was that was pretty humiliating, along with the multiple air balls. I mean it gets to the point where people don't even guard me, you know. They just they put the the least talented guy, which is still more talented than me, um, to guard me. And he's like, oh yeah, you don't really have to do anything. He probably won't even touch the ball, and if he does, it's you know air ball. But it's annoying because I make like random highlight plays. Like if you watch like like game recaps in the NBA, those like minute maybe minute and a half long videos of like people making some good shots. Like, that'll be me. Like, I only make those highlight shots, but you don't see the 7 to 10 shots that I don't make. So, I mean, you know, take that as you wish, but, you know. I mean, I'm making highlights out there. You know, if someone, you know, got, you know. I'm just saying I could have made the high school team. A little flashback, I thought. It was it was weird. I'm not really a cocky guy, but... um. I was uh, trying out for the middle school basketball team, and um, we were playing, we were just doing the, you know, the tryout, and then I noticed there's this one time whenever, we're like, all right, everyone do layups to the right, and I'm like, okay, that's easy, and they say, okay, layups to the right, and I, and layups to the left now, and so I was at the front of the line, which I usually don't like, and I was like, oh, um, I don't go from this side. Uh, never done this before. So what I did was I just went up as close as I could and just stopped and then just shot the ball from the left. And then everyone else behind me was like, oh, that's what we're doing? And then so everyone else did that. And then the coaches went over and probably just looked at all of us and were like, y'all are not making it. Y'all suck. You know, because you're supposed to finish with your left hand. in middle. Who, who knows how to finish their left hand in middle school? I mean, except for, like, you know, good players. But, you know, I'm trying to make team, man. So, for some reason, like, we were, you know, we were doing the, um, like, a scrimmage. So, I don't know. I don't even remember, like, if there were good people on my team. I remember, I think I only had, like, one turnover. But I, I was going against, like, the guy who already had the starting position. This, oh, he was he was pretty good. He almost, I mean, he was, like, playing in senior year of high school. So this guy was actually like played basketball. Unlike me, I watched and dabbled basketball. And um I remember I tried to jump and block him. So I was like, if I block him, if I stuff his ass, I am going to be a starting point guard on this team. And so I remember just jumping in the air, just running from like trying to have a chase down block. And I remember just jumping so high in the air. It's probably just like two feet back then. Uh, like I probably just you know slapped the backboard with my whole hand. Um, I remember like 
as I was like gliding in the air, I wasn't jumping. I was gliding in the air. Like the people, like um, you know where the pads are behind the goal. Like they were just standing there, just like they didn't acknowledge how high and how fast I was jumping. And so I just fell down and then just hit the the pads, and no one even cared. Um, but from that moment that I thought I gave my effort, well, I didn't block it, obviously. I don't know what y'all are thinking. Did he block it or not? Did you block? No. No, I didn't block the ball. But I had like three blocks in my entire life. <sighs> but anyway, so I thought from that effort, I was like, oh, I'm going to make the team. I am going to make the team. And I'm not a cocky guy, but I knew that I was going to make the team. And so, like, one of my friends asked me, like, right before they listed it out, the players made it. He's like, hey, think you made it? And I was like, oh, yeah. I I, I made it, man. I made it. I'll put in a, a good letter of recommendation for you if you want to, you know, be a water boy or something, you know. And, uh, and then the papers came out, and my name was not even on, like, the, the close-to-making-it list, if there even is one. I was not on the page. Not even close. So then I threw away my basketball shoes and never touched basketball again. But speaking of basketball, I've, you know... The WNBA, I know a lot of a lot of y'all do not watch the WNBA, and I don't blame you, because you know it's perceived as not as enjoyable as normal NBA, even though they're playing the same game. I guess the the main argument is that oh they're not dunking, they're not dunking the ball, they're not good. Like well, I mean it's not always about dunking the ball. I mean, it's about hitting step-back threes and playing team games, defense, playing a good game of basketball. I mean, apparently that doesn't matter. But I think another one of the main reasons people don't watch the WNBA is because there's not enough hot women playing in it, you know? Like, if y'all look up Sue Bird, I encourage you to look up Sue Bird. She is one of the best, the greatest of all time in, in women's basketball. And, well, she's actually not too unattractive. Yeah, she's not too bad. She's not too bad. Hold up. Let me. Best WNBA players. Candace Parker. I think she's pretty hot. You know, but. Yeah, I'm not making a good case for this argument here. Okay, here. Diana Tarusia. I mean, she uh, she could use some plastic surgery, you know. She something. Oh, this girl's got. Mm. Candace Parker is pretty. She's pretty attractive. But in some pictures, Sue Bird is kind of weird looking. I'm not trying to down her because she's that is definitely a man. Okay. Oh my gosh, she's nipping, and it doesn't look like she has any tits. Who is who is that? I don't know. But I think there should be just just super hot women to be in the WNBA. Like more Candace Parkers to represent all of the WNBA. And maybe people would watch it. You know, maybe for some people, they need less clothes on. I don't know. Hey, I'm just saying some people might like that. I mean, I might, you know, whatever. But, I mean, you know. They can play in bikinis or something. I don't know. Hey, I mean, this is business decisions right here. You gotta, 
you got to get more people watching. You know, last season they tried to get some NBA or NBA players. I think they probably paid them because they like tweeted out, and then they were like, I think some of them even wearing some of their like T-shirt like jerseys. They're like, oh my gosh, WNBA finals is coming up. Oh my gosh. Everyone's like, "Who? What are you talking about? Like, you're playing basketball right now. I don't care about the women, no." But yeah, they probably paid them to say that. But I was watching a uh, a Rutgers and Ohio State game today. It was actually like 22 against 24, and it was kind of a close game. I sounding like I actually watched the game. I didn't watch the game. I just like checked in as I was working out. And I saw one of these girls that played for Rutgers, and, like, she didn't, she had, like, a close buzz cut, and just, like, a a line through it on the side of her head, and as she turned around, I got to see her whole face, and I swear it was a man. The the shoulder structure was skinny, like a man's, you know, flat-chested, of course, that's the reason why WNBA's not getting flat-chested, you know? But, um, and I was like, oh my gosh, because I heard, you know, there's the, Biden letting up the, the transgender women play in, like, a man transitioning to a woman playing in that women's sport now. Um, so I thought, like, that, like, that was one of the first people to be in the WM, or the col- women's college basketball but I instantly knew that she she was definitely a girl whenever she made, like, an easy steal. And then she got so excited because, you know, women suck at basketball, right? No, they don't suck at basketball. They're they're okay. But, you know, you know it's not as exciting as seeing the big boys play. But speaking of women, I have realized that... Every woman, if you give her an application to the FBI, that they will sign it and send it in because they think that they deserve that job after all those serial killer shows they watch. Oh my gosh, my mom in particular, she went on this like what, three month streak of watching literally every serial killer or homicide, you know, ID type show on Netflix. And then dabbling into Hulu. And and I know my grandmother watches ID all the time. I mean, she watches reruns. Like, I went over to her house one time, and she was like, oh, she records them. Like, oh, you got to watch this one. I was like, you already watched this one. Don't y'all know how it happens? Like, oh, yeah, but it's good. Like, you'll never, you'll never expect it. Like, like I, I, I used to like, you know, the old serial killing shows. But you got you to gotta shake it up. You know, you got to. You can't have too much of one kind of genre, I think, because then you kind of get like overjudgmental on that one um, category, and then you kind of kind of get burnt out on it. But yeah, my mom watched so many. Like you know, she loved the women's serial killer shows, giving her hope that she could be a serial killer whenever she grows up or whatever. <clears throat> How cool would that be? To be like, oh my gosh. My mom is one of the most renowned serial killers of all time. How how awesome would that be? I mean, that's a dream come true, right? That's that's free 
fame for you. Imagine like walking home or getting home and you just see a dead body on the couch and your your mom is just stabbing it and you're like, "Mom, that body's dead already." She's like, "Oh yeah, I know. I know. Just got to make sure, you know." Like, "What what's what's going on here?" Like, "Oh yeah, I uh I kill people like all the time." Like, no problem for me. I don't feel anything. I like to kill them, though. Like, oh, okay. And like, what would you do? I'd be like, oh, you need some help with the body? I mean, you, I guess you probably know what to do by now, but, I mean, I mean, I can put it in the trunk or whatever. You know, I, I know some spots. So. I mean, come on. Y'all Y'all have to have to imagine at least how you would kill somebody. And how you would dispose of the body. I know for me, I don't imagine like killing someone. I don't think I could. I don't think I could stab someone. Unless like it was just a super intense moment where I was getting robbed or something. You know, it's the classic action movie where like my mom's at gunpoint. And I have to, you know, throw a throwing knife, bounce it off the wall to stick it right in his head or something. I don't know. Something crazy like that. I would totally do it. But like if I was just like... That's why I don't get, like, a bunch of bar fights, too. Like, people get in bar fights. Like, what are the fights mostly about? Because they looked at your girlfriend? Like, okay. I mean, your girlfriend's hot. Don't Isn't that bad if no one looks at your girlfriend? I mean, I'm not saying you should. Look at, you know, check out girlfriends all the time. But You know, if you hit on someone, okay. But, I mean, come on, people. Can't we just talk it out? Can we just talk it out instead of resorting to straight violence of knives and guns and stuff why not just you know an old an old fist brawl in the back in the back street that's cool and, and post it online or something but um, I don't even know where I was going with this but yeah don't you okay so I couldn't imagine just killing someone stabbing someone or anything but I always imagined how I would dispose the body so whenever I start my imagination I usually start before I go to sleep so I can you know have good dreams about this stuff so I have the body the body just appears like in my right in the middle of my room oh shit oh yeah yeah the body's dead uh I guess I gotta get rid of this thing like what I chop it up like oh no that's too much blood everywhere man I'm no Dexter like I don't know how to do this stuff so that's why whenever you're you're driving around driving to work driving to school whatever you're seeing like oh that's a that's a dark place over there. Oh, yeah, no one. There's no roads over there. Yeah, no one. I don't think anyone goes over there. I don't know why, but, you know. I have to keep that down, you know, in case I need to have another body there or something. You know, y'all, come on. You you know, you know y'all do that. You know you do it. If you don't, you're not a normal person. You Or if you're not a real one. I mean, if your homie came up to you and you're like, hey, man, you know, uh, you know Bobby? Like, oh yeah, I love Bobby. Yeah, well Bobby's dead. I I killed him. Um, I need your help to to get rid of his body. Like, are you just gonna say no? Like, what? Uh, this man just killed someone. What's the odds that he doesn't kill you? He just told you that he killed someone. You gotta. You don't have to, mate. You should. Yeah, I think you should help him. But then again, if you get caught, you know, boom, you're done. You're dunzo. I don't even know how long. But I mean, I mean, long enough 
in prison, I think, you know, the the littlest amount of time in prison is a lot of time in prison. I mean, come on. None of us know what prison is like. But it's probably complete opposite of what's going on here. At least sometimes, you know, they got the TVs and stuff. But anyway, I brought up the damn FBI shit to uh, talk about the this documentary series I watch. Um, it's called Manhunt uh, Deadly Games. It's a great show. And actually great actors in it. At times it is kind of cheesy because you can tell that, like, they purposely, like, disagree with one of the main characters to, like, just cause conflict. You're like, oh, come on. This is a reasonable t- a reasonable situation here. Just, like, can you please just help him out? Just say yes for a little bit? Like, literally, they'll say something, and I think we should uh, not put a whole army to go for this one guy. And he said, and then the, you know, officer, or the the main FBI guy's like, no, no, we're doing it. We're doing it. He's like, well, that's not the best idea. He's like, no, no, we're doing it. And then the whole show is about, you know, like, like FBI um, hierarchy and structural, you know, saying yes to the boss type thing, orders are orders, you know. But then there's also the other theme of, just doing the right thing, because Richard Jewell, if y'all don't know, this is all about the Centennial Park bombing of the 1996 Summer Olympics in Atlanta. And if you ever wonder, why aren't the Olympics ever in the United States? This is why. Centennial Park Olympic Centennial Olympic Park was the epicenter of the Olympic festivals in Atlanta on the night of July 27th. 1996, a crowd of thousands gathered to enjoy a late-night concert. Richard Jewell, who was working as a security guard at the Olympics, discovered a green backpack underneath a bench sometime after midnight. The backpack was contained. The backpack contained a fragmentation-laden pipe bomb that was filled with nails and screws. So this is where the the show really goes into it. Apparently, I don't know if that's real. This part's real, but they had like a plate under underground i don't i don't know if that's true but they to make it exciting they put a plate under the ground right under the bomb and so it would like direct the blast towards the people actually but um luckily since somehow the 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 bag got tipped over um that that actually saved many lives um Let's see, there was actually a video, 13 second, of dark, grainy footage that showed the bomb. But, um, let's see. After discovering the bomb, Jewel alerted the Georgia um, Bureau of Investigation, and they got the, uh, the bomb guys out there, and they said, yep, it's a bomb. Luckily, 13 minutes later, um, they're pushing out the crowd, um, trying to get away from the bomb. And just after 1 a.m., the bomb exploded and killed Alice Hawthorne, a mother who was there with her daughter. That was tough. They showed that in the show. Um, more than 100 people were injured. That's that's a big number. Big time. Um, it was believed that Jules' actions saved many lives and prevented scores. 
of other entries. And he was actually kind of close to the bomb because he was still pushing people out. Um, there's pictures of this actually all over. Um, but then eventually, because there had been previous um, hero bombers, they call them, that they're... Actually, this has happened before. I think two or three times that happened before within the decade of the 90s that, like, a security guard had found the the bomb and then was claimed as the hero for finding the bomb, but it, it went off. And that the security guard that found the bomb actually planted the bomb, so they got him. And so they thought, the FBI thought, that this was another one of those guys because Richard Jewell fit the profile of this guy who would want to be a hero, always seemed as a loser, hadn't got any attention, um, had a had a kind of troubled life, you know, and a previous law enforcement um, background, and he even took a, a bomb class. Um, and so... The FBI labeled Richard Jewell as the prime suspect. But in the show, and actually in real life, this um, Atlanta reporter, um, I don't know, slept with someone, I don't know, gave a little handy to some FBI guy and found out that Jewell was the main target. And so she put it out on the Atlanta Journal. FBI suspects hero guard may have planted the bomb. And so this is what starts just a horrible stretch of intense, I think, year almost, um, of people thinking that Richard Jewell was, was the the guy who did the bomb. Which, I mean, you got to think makes sense. Because if this happens before, like another security guard had found a bomb, but he actually pl- he placed it. You know, like, oh, well, it's probably just another one of these hero bombers. Um, the profile uh, insisted that it fits Richard Jewell. There was um, other articles that came out by the New York Post calling him a fat, failed former sheriff's deputy. Phil- Philadelphia Daily News ran front page headlined Bubba the Bomber. <laughs> oh, this, one, this one's good. Another, oh, Jay Leno, that's why, because he's just so funny. Uh, Jay Leno called him the Unidoofus. Um, he said, what is, what is it about the Olympic p- Games and these big, fat, stupid guys? That's nice. And so you can tell, like, everyone thought that Richard Jewell was the guy um, with no, no evidence, really. I mean, just because of this article. And, you know, they say that well, they don't say, but, you know, I mean, he was, so people thought he was the original bomber. And so, even after they actually found the guy who did the bombing and confessed to him, they said that still people are going to believe that Richard Jewell actually did the bombings. But um, I'm on this website that finds, like, the fact versus fiction. Um, Let's see. Um... Did certain aspects of Richard's life lead to people believing he was guilty? Well, yeah, he was. 
actually got kicked out of this like um this college security guard job because he was doing his job. There were some guys, well, I mean in the show. There were some guys that were in, you know, they're in their dorm room and they were it was like a prestigious college or whatever. Really super private, you know, rich kid, bunch of white people there, you know. And he they had booze in there and so he was like, "Hey, I'm going to I'm going to get these guys." I'm going to do my job because I think well, in okay, there's also a movie that Clint Eastwood made called Richard Jewell. In the movie, he was, he said right to his boss, he was like, you said you don't want any Mickey mousing around here. And he wrote, wrote it down and then he showed it to him. And then like, that's where they said, then he instantly just cut to, well, uh, this is your last day. I'm like, well, <laughs> did that really happen? Like, come on. You know, that's what I don't like about shows and movies sometimes, how dramatic it is. Because the show, like, <laughs> the show is actually, y'all should watch the show. It's pretty good. But sometimes it gets intense, and at times you're like, there is no way that this happened in real life. There is no way. But um, the show follows, because somehow, like, right after a, another bomb went out, so... The actual guy. The actual guy's name is Eric Rudolph. So Eric Rudolph bombed like this uh, lesbian joint and also an abortion clinic. So I know some of you are cheering right now like, oh, why is he even a bad person if he did the abortion clinic and lesbians? I don't know. You're not supposed to bomb people. That's why. Um... But in the show, he was apparently this big survivalist guy because they're in the Appalachian Mountains and, like, there's a lot of force out there, apparently. And he was out there, I don't think, hold on, how long? Okay, I think it was actually, they finally caught him in, like, 2001, so this guy from 90, it happened in 96. There were other bombings that happened probably in 97 and then 98. But they didn't find him until like 2001, which is just insane. He was gone for that long. And the funniest thing is, though, how he got caught is supposedly out of the dumpster of a Taco Bell place. Like after hours, and then they found him. They're like, "Oh, this is the actual guy." But um, the whole show is like, Richard Jewell's not the guy. You know, we gotta work together. And and the FBI is like, "No, we got this. You know, we know what we're doing or whatever." It's like, man, if y'all know the answers, if y'all have, like solid evidence that can help you out with finding a bomber which could bomb at any time and that's that's what one of Richard Jules main arguments was like I would hate for the actual bomber to actually bomb another place while you're investigating me like that's just ridiculous and like the FBI was just set on on Richard Jewell they were following him around everywhere but yeah, this whole time for some reason they didn't like arrest him. 
They were just suspecting him. Because it's the FBI, I guess they didn't arrest him. Which is another thing of like, why isn't it just the local authorities thing? I guess because a bombing is a national threat. But I don't know. It's that was it pissed me off. It's the same thing about the Zodiac killer. Like the the authorities and the FBI of these different cities, you know, because he was he killed people in a bunch of different cities. Um, they didn't communicate with each other. They didn't give the, enough information about these individual killings in different counties to each other. So they didn't know. They all thought it was just an individual case. Oh, this is my county. This is my killing. This is all it is. Like, dude, that this guy has killed so many people, and you're just going to say it's it's yours. It's yours. Like, come on. They could have actually found the Zodiac Killer. There's actually a show, though. I think it's on Hulu. That um, this guy thinks that his dad was uh, was actually the Zodiac Killer. Which, that would be awesome, because he looks just like it. I should look it up. I don't know the name of it. It's probably like my dad is a Zodiac Killer or something. But, yeah, it goes back to, I mean, what would you do if you found out that your dad or mom, hey, women can do, kill people, too. They do it all the time. What if your dad was a Zodiac Killer? Or your grandpa, most likely. Your grandpa was a Zodiac Killer. How cool would that be? You're the son of the Zodiac Killer. That means you could kill people too. Like you could, you got those skills to evade and, you know, capture people and kill them. Like that, valuable skills. Just saying, you know, you got to keep your options open. You know, you never know what kind of talents you actually have until you, until you try them out. You know, you didn't hear it from me, but right, that's enough. Of this one, I gave y'all a real scoop on the, the old ritual. Richard Jewell case, but it's a good show. Just check it out. It's called uh, Manhunt Deadly Games, and then the Richard Jewell movie by Clint Eastwood. It's not as good. Y'all should watch the show. But that'll do it for this episode. I hope y'all are doing good. I got, I've got some people that are coming. So if you don't want to listen to me, just talk. Don't worry. I got other people. Have some great conversations about all kinds of stuff, but. Let me know. I'm going to put it on Twitter at some time. Have some kind of discussion post or whatever. But um, let me know what y'all want me to talk about or want other people to talk about so I don't have to talk about it. Um, I hope y'all stay safe. Wear your mask. Oh, you don't have to in Texas anymore, right? New mandate until March 10th or something like that. Um, COVID is gone. You heard it here first. COVID is gone by March 10th in Texas. Only. Only in Texas. Because we're on our shit, bro. We're on our shit. We know how to mask up. We we do the social distancing and it's enough. It's enough. We got to get back. We got to get back to work. We got to get back to touching each other and loving each other in the bars and everywhere. You know, but people aren't even, like, following the rules right now. Which is, like, so... Might as well open it up, I guess, because people are, are tired and they're pissed of wearing masks and social distancing and not killing people with spreading COVID. So open it back up. Open it up. 
Uh, my friend just sent me an article in Houston that Houston has all of the like certified strains of the coronavirus, and that's it's the only place in the world that has that. But open them up, baby. Open up them bars. Open up them stores and restaurants. We're done with COVID. We won. We beat that bitch. We sent it back to China. We beat COVID, baby. And we're better than all the other states because we're open up first, baby. We won. So, uh, yeah, stay safe out there. Um, expect uh, more COVID cases coming soon. Is COVID, is, is COVID real, though, anymore since Biden has been in town? I don't know. I don't know. That's up for you to decide, but don't get COVID. And if you do, I don't know. You're a weak one, and you got it. And just, I don't know, take the vaccine if you want. If you want to eventually lose your hair and, you know, have a smaller dick or have an inverted, even more inverted vagina. What, I don't know what the vaccine does. I don't know what it does, but um, I'll see y'all next week. Y'all stay safe. Mask up if you want to or don't because you don't have to. Y'all have a good one.